You're an interesting man. Scott Lang. Um, I don't know who you are, but you've made a big mistake, okay? I'm an Avenger. I've called the other Avengers. You're an Avenger? Have I killed you before? <laughs> what? That was from Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. On this episode of Why Watch That. Welcome to Why Watch That, your guide to the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. We're on a quest to go from channel to channel, platform to platform, and festival to festival to help you figure out what you want to watch. We do all the work so you don't have to. So get ready for some unexpectedly candid and entertaining reviews that will help you answer the ultimate question, why watch that? Ant-Man, or Scott Lang, if you'd like, played by Paul Rudd, is back with his family and friends, and boy, does it feel good. I used to ask myself a lot of questions. Scott, you're at ex-con. How are you an Avenger? That doesn't make sense. But everywhere I go, people tell me the same thing. Thank you, Spider-Man. And if that weren't enough, his memoir is out, and he gets to read it to real people. Who knew? But he was away for five years dealing with that whole snap thing, leaving his daughter Cassie, played by Catherine Newton, to do who knows what, under the guidance of the Pym family. You know, I promised your mom that you would only use this stuff when one of us was around. It's really dangerous tech. I know, it's dangerous. What if the cops took it from you, huh? What if you lost it? I didn't lose the suit. You have a suit? Remember, Hank Pym, played by Michael Douglas, created the Ant-Man suit and was the first Ant-Man. His wife, Janet Van Dyne, played by Michelle Pfeiffer, was the original Wasp. And his daughter, Hope, played by Evangeline Lilly, is the current Wasp and head of the Family Foundation, which does good in the world with her father's special particles. Hope also makes Scott's eyes twinkle. Now, it's not like Cassie was safe and sound when he was around. Dad, a guy dressed like a bee tried to kill me in my room when I was six. I've never had a normal life. So what can he really say about her having her own suit? But there's more to it than that. While he was away, the mice, or ants, certainly did play. Hank was busy supercharging an ant colony. Keep that in mind. Cassie was playing around with Hank's scientific discoveries. Uh-huh. And Janet was in the quantum realm. But she won't talk about it. So you've been studying the quantum realm? Mm hmm Why didn't you ask me about it? I tried, Mom. A lot. You never wanted to talk about it. And that's the problem with these people. Not sharing like it's caring. All that secrecy is what bites them in the end. Wait, wait a minute. You're sending a signal down to the quantum realm. Turn it off. Now! Now, from the beginning, we know what or who Janet encountered in that dominion of the miniature. A certain person who definitely looks like that guy who gave Loki all those fits in that TV show, he was right there with her. And she made a decision that ends up being no good for anyone, whether they're directly involved or not. 
can rewrite existence and shatter timelines. You cannot trust him. I don't care who this guy is. I just lost so much. He can give us a second chance. So push comes to shove. Everyone ends up in the quantum realm. It's Quantumania. Where are we? And while they're there, they meet all kinds of beings, many of which look quite human, in pursuit of a way out. There are beings down here, intelligent beings. I always theorized it was possible, but to be here, a subatomic universe, this changes everything we know about life, evolution, our place in the galaxy. Holy That guy looks like broccoli. Indeed. And there's also a gal played by Katie O'Brien who's angry all the time and bruising for a fight with the rest of her crew. And there's a guy played by William Jackson Harper who can spot whether you're lying or telling the truth. Plus, there's some dude who has the hots for Janet. Here he is. Remember him? But most importantly, there's the all-powerful conqueror. King the Conqueror, in fact, played by Jonathan Majors, who wants to send the proverbial little Phaeton and ponies like he's Lady Catherine to scoop them up and bring them to kneel before him like he's Zod. But why? That's certainly what the oppressed beings want to know. After all, they've had to live with Kang's tyranny for who knows how long. And time can get very tricky, especially with Kang around. I'm the man who can give you the one thing you want. What's that? Time. Because for him, time is merely a cage. And you know what can happen with cages. you could win. I don't have to win. We both just have to lose. I'm sorry, Cassie. All right, so now that we've seen, you know, we, we know what the movie's about, uh, let's, let's have a conversation. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> I mean, my first question always when we're talking about Marvel movies is because as a person who, as you guys know, I'm a background TV watcher. So as a person who, who you know, <laughs> doesn't necessarily go deep into a lot of things, I'm always like, do I need all of the the background to really enjoy this? Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes it's just cool to, the action's really fun. Is this one of one of those uh, movies? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, now, at my screening, we were allowed to bring a guest. I brought my mother, who knows absolutely nothing okay. about any of this. All she knows is Black Panther. She don't know nothing else. She barely knows that. So, you know, her response, because I was like, how did you like it? She was like, well, I was just paying attention because, you know, I didn't know what was going on. I was trying to figure it out. It was interesting. So I think if you don't know all of the Ant-Man stuff and the Marvel stuff at large, mm -hmm. you're okay. This is the beginning of Phase 5. So if you're not a Marvel person, you don't even know what that means. But it's the beginning of a meta story, let's say, a new one. Okay. So the fifth meta story. 
Got it. Okay. So this is starting it off. Um, so, you know, you start here. Great. And I'll tell you, uh, producer, I didn't see the second Ant-Man. I just saw the first one because I was like, okay. I'm not watching the second one. Got it. I've okay. seen enough. So cool. that takes care of that. Um, now, your question about will the visuals be enough? Mm-hmm. Once they get to them, yeah, probably. But the thing mm-hmm. about the visuals, I was like, okay, is it Star Wars or Star Trek? I kept, I was like, okay, is this one, which one's closer what I'm seeing? Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars mm-hmm. or Star Trek? I was kind of like, maybe in the quantum realm, that's where the Star Wars and Star Trek universes live. Maybe mm-hmm. it's there. Maybe that's, it's a real thing. <laughs> and it also reminded me of, of like Doctor Strange, of course, mm-hmm. Superman, Batman. If you take the water away from Aquaman and Namor, like it was, a lot of stuff that was familiar. Okay. A lot of it was. Um, and another thing is really to me, the reason to watch this is why. Why do you think I would say watch this? Just based on that description we gave. Honestly, I think if if you like freaking obviously Ant-Man, um, if you've already invested something into it, and if you you're just kind of interested in seeing the the visuals kind of play out because they even in the snippets that you showed there were moments where you're like oh cool like wherever this is going i want to kind of be here yeah but you've been there before unless you don't watch movies (laughs) yeah but i want to go back (laughs) yeah not not that it looked bad um it it just was like okay Mm -hmm. um now the other thing for me is king so Jonathan Majors as Kang is the reason to watch it, really. Mm-hmm. I thought, um, you know what? He reminded me of Steve Harris. So of the practice and BMF, or as you say, BIMF. So, mm-hmm. yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> so he reminded me of him where you have this, you know, this big guy who knows how to use quiet effectively. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of see it in some of the clips. Like when he came on the screen, finally, uh, after the, you see him at the very beginning, then it takes a while to get back to him. When he finally, you know, took over, I was like, oh, it grounded the movie for me. And it proves once again that when you're playing a villain, everyone else plays the villain. See, this is what I want a lot of actors to understand. Your job is not to play like a king or a god or a villain. That's everyone else's job. That's your fellow actor's job. That's the director, the editor, the writer. That goes to the creative staff. That's their job. The mm-hmm. fun of playing those roles is you don't have to play it. Mm-hmm. Whatever I do, I'm a villain. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. everyone else is going to react accordingly. Right, And that's what I like. And we've seen it. Anthony Hopkins, of course. Meryl Streep, of course, playing against it. And that's what I like the most about this. I think um, until the end, I think Jonathan was on it. At the end, it started making no sense. Because wait Mm. a minute. Right, he's outside time. Mm -hmm. And if you watch Loki, all of that, you have already seen this character. Now he's in the movies. He's going to be the big meta villain of phase five. Okay. If you're outside time, like he understands all different timelines. That's why he looks at Ant-Man is like, who are you? Have I killed you before? That whole thing. Because let me try to place you in all of these different Mm -hmm. strands of time. How can you surprise him? He'll go, oh, I know what's going to happen in this strand. Mm -hmm. 
Hmm. Even before we get to the end in the movie, he alludes to that, like with time and how, you know, it's a cage and, you know, just get to the end. And so I was just kind of concerned watching it going, why is he being flustered? Hmm. I would have kept my cool. Mm -hmm. Even at the end, I'd be like, okay, I know where this is going. And you'll see where it's about to go at the very end. Just so you know, everybody, you should, if you want to see everything, wait until everything is over here. So not like in the last Black Panther when you can get up after the main uh, end credit sequence. You got to go through all the credits with the black screen. There is another scene at the end. So yes, you'll be there. Now, it is not a two and a half hour movie. It's just over two hours. Thank you, Marvel. Thank you for that. So that was nice to, to note as well. Mm -hmm. So what I would just say, producer, overall is um, it's kind of like if you throw Ant-Man into Doctor Strange, a Doctor Strange mm -hmm. production. Mm -hmm. uh, so you do get the Ant-Man shifting and the quips. Uh, I thought the writing was uninspired, though. Like leading up to King, I was like, please, like, just keep the action on the screen because it was not mm -hmm. like even you could see it in some of those clips when he's mm -hmm. talking to his daughter. It's kind of... Mm, I mean, mm -hmm. I know they're like, it's Ant-Man and we have Paul Rudd. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know. Is so, Ant-Man an yeah. Avenger, though? Yes, Ant-Man is oh. an Avenger. Now you're being educated. Thank you. Like, so I heard him say joke. I'm an Avenger. Right? Yeah. I, 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 God, yeah. I, was, I didn't even realize a, he was an Avenger. <laughs> that's a running joke throughout okay. the whole movie. Um, that's why in the, in that sequence when he's walking, you know, down the, the uh, yeah. sidewalk and people are, you know, glad handing him all of that. So mm -hmm. that's what that's about. Cause he's an mm -hmm. Avenger and this is post snap. So he saved the universe. Mm -hmm. Right. So they're appreciative, mm -hmm. you know, but the guy mistakes him for Spider-Man. Like for Spider -Man, so that's right. the whole joke. Yes. It keeps happening. King mm -hmm. does it. Everybody does it. And there you go with that. So, you know, okay. you have all of that. It's a psychedelic world. Um, the action's fine, just like almost everything else. It's not special, though. Mm -hmm. So just keep that in mind. But I did like Kang, I have to say. I'm looking forward to what they do with him moving forward. I just hope they don't overdo it. Mm. Yeah. Now, the mm -hmm. question is, go to a theater or not? You answer that, producer, based on what you saw. Would you go to the theater to see this as someone who knows nothing? You don't even know who the Avengers are. So tell us that. <laughs> You know, like the the main ones, <laughs> the guy with the hammer, and the guy that throws. Yes, four. Thank you. <laughs> guy with the hammer. Captain America, not Captain. Captain America. America. Oh, it is Captain mm -hmm. America. Yes. There's a yes, woman. Very good. There's a woman too. There, there are women. Okay. That that um, join them now. Some of them are Avengers. Some of them fight with the Avengers. You know. Okay. The Hulk yeah. is an Avenger, or his he Hulk a fighter. is an Avenger. Hulk is yes. an Avenger. Bruce Banner. Yeah. yeah very yeah. good. Oh yeah, but that, what's that? Yeah, yeah, I know a few. Yeah. yeah. All right. So yeah, I would. I Man. love. Oh yes, Iron Man. Right, right, Iron Man. All right. Yes. Yeah, I really didn't realize Ant Man was part of the gang, but now I know. Um, How are you going to see this? In, in a, a movie, in mm -hmm. a so like, am you can I real? Three D, if you want. Yeah. Am I going to see it in the mm -hmm. theaters? More than likely not. Yeah. Would I see it in the theaters? I would, like, if I was invited or something, because I like to see action movies on a big screen. And I just mm -hmm. happen to be a person, if you guys have watched the show at all, I obviously don't have a big screen at home because I barely watch TV. So at the end of the day, like, <laughs> seeing it on a big screen would motivate, like, I'd be like, oh, that's kind of cool. Um, but am I going to make a special trip out to see Ant-Man? No. 
Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I, I think if you want to see it on a big screen, it's going to work 3D or otherwise. I didn't see it in 3D, mm -hmm. um, but it looked great. We were in a, a Dolby theater. So, you know, the seat was shaking, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. It looked great uh, on the screen. I just wasn't, it just didn't look new, I guess is what mm -hmm. I would say. Mm -hmm. So there we go. And this will be in theaters when, producer, can you let these people know? This will know? be in theaters on Friday, February the 17th. Thanks for joining us. For up-to-date info and to share what's on your watch list, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Why Watch That, and on Twitter at WWT Radio. Also, you can visit us at whywatchthat.com. And while you're at it, don't forget to go ahead and rate Why Watch That Radio on iTunes. Let's keep the conversation going. 